Welcome to the Harry D Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Harry D Podcast. My name is DJ. And as always, my co-star Harrison is here with me. Hello, everyone. My name is Harrison, and I apologize for these slight sniffles. I have a little bit of a cold. But um, going on, uh, today's sponsor of the show is once again Beatty Custom Calls, a good friend of mine's company who uh, makes his own turkey and duck calls himself. If you want more information on it, hit him up on Instagram at Beatty Custom Calls. All right, so today's episode, we're going to talk about gear. But before I get into that, I would like to put a shout out to Just Mom Designs. It's a company that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, they make a lot of handbags, you know, t-shirts, custom t-shirts. So I've had uh, the the owner make custom t-shirts for me, for my, my, my old Airsoft team. I think it's nice to have something that's tailored to your professional and personal needs. So again, that's on Instagram, just mom designs. You can tell it's a very unique kind of brand, very niche. Uh, it appeals to all types of people though. Like if you need something custom, they can get it done with a very short-ish lead time. You just gotta be able to work around what you need. For me though, I would want something, if I could, uh, I would want to get my, you know, my own little Airsoft team logo, my rank my you know fake airsoft rank put on the side yeah and quotations rank yeah yeah i still think we should at least if we're gonna do something where it's, it be structured so intently on our team that it at uh rank should be established but that's neither here nor there well back to what i was originally saying yeah just mom designs 100 percent. i love their work i love the quality of what they do uh, i just want to give a shout out to them but again that's at Instagram, just mom designs. Not sponsored, by the way. Not sponsored yet. Uh, but yeah, back to gear. Um, I like to personally use a very minimalist kit. You know, I, in in my personal experience, less is more. You know, everybody's gonna say, "Well, you need a belt." You know, for your your pistol. What if your flat goes down and you have to rip off your belt? I personally yeah. think if you have to switch to a belt then shit has already hit the fan and it's just like pick up your your homie's kit throw it on like i'm not gonna yeah waste time just what, what just whatever's going on you want something quick and accessible so that's that's yeah, where I mean, minimalist kits come in handy sometimes yeah that's that's the purpose of the belt but i i've never used a belt other than when i started working where I am now and I I don't like the belt like I've shown my rig before I don't like it (laughs) it's set up for my personal preference and if you've seen me shoot I'm I'm pretty fast and decently accurate don't quote me on that but I don't (laughs) like the way belts feel and it's because of the way that like you know my hip to leg ratio is I got a I got long legs long arms baby torso yeah. i look like a fucking hobgoblin but that's besides the point <laughs> you really do <laughs> you know you, you, I, I don't appreciate that harrison but it's all right um i'm sorry i'm just telling the truth but i oh, I, I get you. what you thank mean you. by like i get what you mean by like the whole belt thing because like uh depending on what type of belt it is it's it could just be more of a uh, a liability than an asset at times with it like right, get right. sticking onto your into your stomach and you can't really reach something like if you go prone exactly 
And um, I, me personally, I, I don't really use battle belts with utility molly patches at all. Uh, I, I just wear a basically a soft battle belt that basically just keeps my pants up. I mean, I, I wear two belts. One of them, like an actual belt that I actually tighten with to keep my pants up. The other one I just have there kind of to like put a little bit more camo over the other belt and also to help just support my pants. That's about it. Like a rigger belt. Yeah, yeah so yeah but um i no so like kits for me i rock a uh, six mags right like at a bare minimum sometimes if i'm feeling spicy i put nine but the way i do my mag setup is i like to lay down a lot in airsoft in actuality i like i like sprinting and getting close engagements because as soon as you close that distance boom you know that that for me is like that hit or miss it's like all right i'm closing the distance with this enemy here's where we need to be and you know that's what i was always taught so that's that's how i like to operate but in airsoft you know if you see any of my pictures not a sniper by any means but definitely not i like um being comfortable in a very relaxed position just to get more follow-on shots i remember we were at um uh (laughs) the very first milsim that we ever did you know shout out to uh all of the ogs that did that with us that uh at blast camp in at blast camp in uh hobart indiana yeah that was a good time that was a good time i see that's those are the times that i wish we had like the battle bus so to speak (laughs) yeah where we could all just pile in yeah but um so at that event uh we were crawling through this wadi and for those who do not know a wadi is a uh, dugout of mud and sand where the water flows through naturally that has currently dried up so we were crawling through there and on the other side that we didn't see was a very well-placed sniper the reason i know that this very well-placed sniper is there because everyone behind us behind i think it was myself another friend of ours and then i think two people down was harrison and he got shot yeah he got shot with a buddy of ours behind him and they needed to be revived so the sniper was shooting at them but could not get an angle on myself then he tried to pull out his pistol and i saw him and i was like what what is that and he kept trying to shoot at me but he kept hitting the trees i was like oh so then i just wasted him and we're (laughs) we're face to face he's in such like an advantageous position but he had to reach for that belt from his gear to shoot me and, and that, was, like, ah. that was enough time for that was enough time for you to pop up and get him yep yep that's exactly why and and i thought about that i was like huh well maybe i should set my gear up more or less a similar way but like how do i can how can i avoid reaching for my pistol so what i always do i keep six mags you know and it goes from center to right of my uh rib cage so that's one two three four five six on that whole front in my uh, where my belly button is to my right rib cage. That's where my mag patches lie. Above that, I have a little uh, kangaroo pouch. You know, just your little admin pouch that you zip up from the top and pop out. Sometimes if I'm feeling spicy, I'll switch out the uh, kangaroo pouch for a pistol holster. Just because it's like, hey, I can draw from the chest if I'm laying down and I could just extend my long banana arms forward on the other side though you've got your um 
grenade pouches. I have a radio pouch, I think, on the other side. And on that same side where that radio pouch is, I think just behind is my collapsible, not collapsible, foldable uh, dump pouch. And for me, I, I have complete mo- mobility. Mobile, Jesus. It's words. It's, some, it's words, hard sometimes. Words are hard sometimes. Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> reach for the entirety of my arms and that's good for me because i have like i said i got long arms so i can just dig straight into anything i need to if so if i so please and i yeah. think like the max i'll carry is again nine mags and the same setup so if i want to droop more mags i'll put them either on the side or in between both sets of plates like uh, one set of molly or two sets of molly and then molly the third one on the other panel just because it like it helps distribute the weight the way i like it and for me that's always been something that's super comfortable yeah it, it's it you always want to go with uh what would be practical and comfortable over what looks better in my opinion oh, like yeah, um definitely you you just described your version of doing it. I have a totally different way of doing it because uh, as opposed to just wearing like one single plate carrier, I actually wear two pieces of body armor. Well, one body armor and then a vest. I um, Since I mostly do a, uh, a Russian EMR kit, I usually use the, um, the 6B23 uh, body armor that's like the big old... Uh, body armor that like Russia used in uh, Crimea and they use in Syria and stuff like that. Like you've seen how big it is. It, it basically takes up the entirety of my upper torso. And then um, right, but I also oh my bad. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. I was I was gonna say like that's another thing. You know, you could you could wear the fanciest gear, but I I've honestly had much more of a easier and better experience using stuff that you can straight just like get off the shelf at like freaking walmart or home depot or you know what i mean yeah. like just amazon stuff you know i i prefer a hundred percent hundred percent to one to having like fake off-brand gear than this hundred hundred and fifty dollar four hundred dollar gear because it's again it's yeah. not the gear that makes the person it's the person that makes the gear you know and, and yeah. that comes from wear, tear, and experience. You know, you, like, I have these uh, pants, and they have, and you have the same similar pants, and, like, two different companies. Yeah. They both made, you know, definitely in China by sweatshop workers everywhere, because everything is. <laughs> yeah, unless but, it's made in, in Russia. Yeah, it's just a different sweatshop. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, yeah. But... You know they got the the knee pads. I think they're called Crytek type pants. I think I don't. I don't yeah, know exactly. I, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. I also I also wear uh, the Volk pants by uh, Mordor Tack. Um, a lot of people like to shit on Mordor Tack because they're like, oh, it's cheaper gear. It's gonna mess up. Personally, I've never had an issue with Mordor Tack in the slightest. Like, there's only been maybe uh, one time that a pair of pants ripped. Uh, that I was using, and it wasn't even Mordor Tack. I think it was one of the more well-known name brand ones. Uh, but like, it's cheaper gear, sure. It's not the most authentic. Like, they're actively wearing it, maybe. But I mean, it's it's gear. Gear is gear, and gear is gear. If you get what I mean by that. As long as it functions the right way, 
looks the way you want it to look and need it to look for that event or whatever you're trying to do it whether it be an impressionist an impressionist kid or something of the other the way i see it completely 100 percent is like you know i rock we rock atax you know we have a couple of pictures you know stuff i would rather like my gear is 100% from Amazon. I refuse like to spend my hard-earned money on stuff like that. On my personal setup, yeah, I have like my own personal flak and my own personal like rig doll. Yeah. I have my own personal flak is a a low a low profile vest. So that's why I have the belt. That if if that makes any sense. Yeah, it for makes air, sense. Yeah, for airsoft though, I have like my, my whole I don't I don't know what it is. It's like it's it's supposed to be some type of uh the plate carrier itself is like something fancy i think it was like two three hundred dollars i i didn't i had the luxury of not having to pay for it thankfully but um it was it's a nice plate carrier fits the the sappy plates that you know that i'm I'm issued they're they're really nice i like that um it's just it's a good plate carrier i just I'm not going to go out of my way to buy like camis or, you know, a uniform that's like, I'm not having an inspection in this. I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm going to sit in the mud for the most four days. That's, that's, that's about it. And especially nowadays with the ongoing crisis in Ukraine between Ukraine and Russia, a lot of like the more authentic gear, like from Gray Shop or any other Russian military surplus website, it's harder to come by. And if you do find it, it's usually by some guy that's overpricing it by over 200%. So there's no way you're going to be able to afford it anyways. So you turn to the cheaper options like Mordor Tack, And ultimately, like you can make that vest whatever you want. I, uh, like I said before, I've worn plenty of Mordor Tack, never had an issue with any of them. And the only time there's been any issue with some of my gears, I bought a uh, cheaper uh, plate carrier off of Amazon a couple years ago and it ended up just it, it was a piece of crap i i don't remember the uh name of where it came from it was just an atax plate carrier that came with a couple of mag pouches i i bought it because i was kind of in a bind and just needed to buy a plate carrier and that's the only time i ever i've ever regretted going cheaper uh and it just blowing up in my face yeah, I don't recommend getting a plate carrier off of Amazon. Everything else, hundred percent mag pouches, because you 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 want your mag pouches to be sturdy. But like, they get ripped, they get ripped. I have the bungee yeah. little mag pouches on mine. I've had mine for the last four years. Everything I've had, I've had for the last four years. My yeah. uniforms, though, I go through freaking tops and stuff all the time. But I'm yeah. not trying to do that all the time. So I'm not gonna spend thousands of dollars on a uniform i'm not gonna have to do anything in other than airsoft yeah yeah i, I get what you mean uh we we uh usually rock the sochi shirts from gray shop again i'm probably gonna be talking about them a lot because i get a lot of my gear from there but um we we rock the sochi shirts a lot and they just they're very breathable uh they're nice combat tops and all that and uh they actually are commonly used by like more special forces i believe uh, some of the um, uh, newer people in the military are using them if they uh, aren't using like EMR camouflage, which most of the time they don't. They use ATACs usually. Uh, but we use a lot of those. We use um, various different types of uh, pants, 
uh, and boots. But we all we we all really like to use the um uh, the Telniashkas, you know. That's true. If I could though, I would want to design one that was like black and red, you know. Just as, I think like, you said that the last episode. I I would though. They're sick, man. Like, the, <laughs> I've had that idea. It's like it'd be cool. I don't know who who can get on that or how how that can happen. But like yeah. black and red Telniashka, super send it. That would that would be my goal. Like absolute goal that, that that'd be a pretty cool design but i i prefer to just stick with the the vdb vdv blue because i i love airborne so much my uh my father was in the 101st airborne in the u.s army so ever since i was a little kid just anything airborne in general not even just american or russian it, literally any military they're airborne i'm in love with it i mean that's cool I, I I know my family has some experience in the military and uh, police force. I know my, my uh, great grandfather he did. He was a police officer in New York, but I, yeah. that's that's as, about as much as I know. Yeah, I get what you mean. But um, switching back to gear, um, I also uh, the the gun that I like to use because I want to talk about the guns now because I get excited talking about the guns. Um, I, I'm using the uh, VSS Ventores for the event we're about to go to in April, uh, Sochi Strike. Um, VSS Ventores by LCT. It, it's with real wood furnish. Anytime any gun has a real wood furnish, it I just it's amazing to me. I would completely disagree. I hate real wood <laughs> furnishing on AKs. A- ARs love it. M4s or a- yeah, totally down wood stuff it looks weird it's out there but it looks like it's hobbled together for a purpose it's like that is a weapon of war ak's it looks like a cobbled together piece of crap and someone just threw a sandwich in it started shooting however it's the same way i am for polymer mags versus metal mags i however when we go to this event i am using the lct pp19 uh yes with all of the zeneco furniture it is my good choice for all uh c cc all close quarters uh kind of combat and i know this event that we're going to be there is like, yeah cqc I, could, I was thinking cqb in my uh head and i was like that's close quarter battle and i was just i'm so used to saying yeah. cqb because it's a schoolhouse yeah for, i get what you mean yeah but um yeah so that's gonna that's my go-to gun uh i always I haven't bought any of the mags that LCT or Evike sells. Evike keeps raising the price of the 100 round mags. So I just got bored one day. I was like, screw it. I'm going to make my own mags. And I yeah. have a bunch of a 3D printed uh, PP19 mags. I even have one that's a waffle mag. And I'm just like, yeah. all right, cool. Um, I, I, as far as I know, like... Um... You should be able to like bring your own printed ones. I don't think there's a rule against it. And I mean, they with the event that we're <laughs> yeah, with the event uh, we're gonna go to, um, I think it is gonna be predominantly uh, close quarters indoor type stuff, which I'm very excited for. Uh, counterattack sauce that we went to last year was the exact opposite of that. It was basically all woods, open plains, and then the last day was the shoe house that we charged into and completely wrecked nato and um i'm excited to like see the contrast between the two but i'm more excited to finally be able to sleep indoors instead of freezing outside (laughs) yeah i'm not trying to have i told you guys i was like sleep with your rifles 
And they were like, nah, 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 we don't need to sleep with our rifles. We wake up, everybody's gun is frozen. Mine too, because they convinced me, and I was the one that was like, ah. Wait, it, it, was so it looked cold. pretty cool to see all the frost on the barrels, though. You got to admit that. Yeah, until they stopped working. I think it was Alex's gun that stopped working. I think his was the only one, because I was still able to shoot mine like normal. Yeah, no, mine worked too. I mean, he was uh, he was using an AS valve from LCT, which is pretty much like a um, uh, VSS. The only difference is the real-world role for both of them. The uh, AS valve is more of a submachine gun, and the VSS is more of a DMR, from what I'm told. Not to mention the stocks are different. He, the, the AS valve isn't a wood stock. The VSS is. Now, what is the difference? Because the guns look basically the same to me. From what I've gathered about it, and I'm not an expert on guns in the slightest. I, I know a few, but if you tell me, like, hey, what gun is this? I'll, I can take a hard guess, not even be 100% sure all the time. But mm -hmm. the big difference is, like I said, one of them, the AS Val, is a more submachine gun, uh, and the VSS is more of a DMR rifle. So basically, one of them can shoot really fast, the other one is more for uh, semi automatic. Yeah, I'm I'm totally into getting DM rifles. Like I would love one. Uh, that's why I'm kind of working on one right now. And yeah, if all goes well, <laughs> I know we're going to a CQB event, but I would still 100% love to be a DMR for this. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably going to be using the DMR. DMR. I'm I'm probably going to be using a DMR, and I'm having to be a medic, so it's going to be interesting to see how that works. Yeah, eventually I want to like go over how, how exactly all of the structure of our team works, you know, you know, representing everybody as numbers, going over stuff like that. But I think it's it's really nice that people can come together and do so many interesting things with Airsoft for Airsoft. I, I understand that everybody's yeah. like, hey, it's good for the veterans, you know, it's good for people to just like get rid of the PTSD, you know, get active, stay active. I would doubt that because I've seen a lot of Meal Team Six members, but that's neither here <laughs> Look, nor as there. As long as they're able, as long as they're able to be out there and participate, I'm not going to knock them for it. I mean, I'm not either, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to make fun of them. <laughs> I get you, but like, it like he said, it is pretty amazing to see how the community can come together and do bigger events like these. And this isn't even the only big old. Uh, nationwide event type thing um i american milsim their events are pretty big too uh but they don't have really a centralized uh like two opposing forces i i'm not 100 percent sure i've only looked at them very little they have their own storyline with everything but it's not like america nato versus russia and militia people and stuff like that and on that topic, I want to say how interesting I think it would really be if Milson West eventually started incorporating, like, let's say, China into the events instead of it always just being Russia and militia. Like, if NATO was going against China, or if they did just U.S. versus um, China or something like that. I think that would be very amazing uh, and interesting. On, um, a Battlefield 4 type deal. That'd be cool. Yes, that, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm, to I'm only, totally down for that. Yeah, I think the only issue would it be, though, is that not it doesn't seem like a lot of people dress in, like, China gear and, like, well, if, use if, Chinese weapons. Yeah, if, if it was, if it was uh, 
you know an option i would i'd totally pick up like again not sponsored a wish.com uniform <laughs> they get it from the source you know and get a yeah. type or not a type 80 what is it what is it uh, no, like, type a, like a machine, qb right? like a qbz type QBZ. thing i know there's a type 88 tank but i'm pretty sure there's a type 88 machine gun i'm not 100 percent sure like i said earlier i'm not the most well-versed with guns uh, i mean not not chinese guns at least basically any like i um anytime somebody's like uh hey can you grab that ak-105 i'm like which one is that because they all just seem very simple similar to me and i'm kind of stupid with that kind of stuff yeah and I, I never understood the difference between all the different kinds of ak's either it never made any uh, real sense to me as long as they shoot they sound great yeah, honestly, as it gets the job done, it gets the job done. And um, if I'm not able to use my VSS because uh, one of our buddies is uh, trying to repair it because the last event it snapped, one of the wires did because there's a, a, a not a defect, but I would say it's a, um, a design a, flaw. Yeah, a design flaw. That, that's what I meant to say with the uh, wires and all that. I tried to screw the barrel back onto it, the suppressed barrel, and it just, it snapped one of the wires. And so I had to use a uh, an AK-12 uh, last time. So if need be, I might just use either a, um, uh, one of the AK-74s that are in the big old arsenal up north where everybody is, or I might just use that AK-12 again. Either way, it's going to be fun to me. Um, the AK-12 worked perfectly last time. I had zero issues with it. Uh, I've used the 74 up there before, and it, it it's worked perfectly also. So I don't I don't anticipate any big issues coming from it. Nice, nice. That's always good. Yeah. And it's always good to have a backup. Like you never just want to have your your entire mindset set onto one thing because when that one thing goes wry. You don't have a backup plan, and then you're you're SOL. That's why I like keeping two guns on me because yeah, I went through that whole uh, Milsom event with uh, my 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 gun, but then I did another event here in Virginia, and it was going great. I was recording, everything was good. My gun goes down. I got a lot of good footage on my gun cams. I should really find where that is, but yeah, definitely. halfway through like the gun just that. goes down. It was good. It was good. I was I was getting a lot of kills. I got at least I think 20, 20 or something kills in like the first half of the game, and then I had to leave because all my guns were broken. It was sad, yeah. but it was fine. And I really um, like these bigger events like this always get me like really giddy and excited because not only is it um, you get to do airsoft with your buddies and you get to do authentic stuff, uh, but like you also get to meet a lot of great people like. Um, we met some great guys at a uh, uh, counterattack Salsk. Everybody was pretty friendly, uh, other than whenever our squad messed up one time and our uh, platoon sergeant uh, yelled at us to get back in position because we didn't know what we were doing, which was honestly hilarious to me. I was not upset in the slightest. I don't even remember that. It was it was on the first night before we uh, before we went to bed. Where I'm, uh, we heard that the other platoon was getting attacked, so we're like, okay, let's go, let's go help them, and we all started rushing and just yelling "Ura" at the top of our uh, 
lungs and then we got there and everybody was fine and then our uh platoon sergeant was like get the f back in position they were just like oh, oh yeah because okay. you guys left the defense i remember that oh you were with us yeah because i was like if i if you guys are going i'm gonna go <laughs> i was like whatever yeah we was gonna go do boog shit yeah i'm down i will never ever ever go to another event without a heated sleeping bag 100 percent, or at least not like a buddy heater no 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 a heated sleeping bag i'm going to get a bag i don't <laughs> care how heavy it is i will do this in in the fleet or whatever when i go back to being like in the line companies for marine stuff i will wear or i will have a heated sleeping bag i am never ever i hate being cold i i really hate being cold yeah I usually so I don't mind the cold. As a guy from as a guy from Alabama, I usually don't mind the cold. But that was just it, it came out of nowhere, hit us all really hard, and it's just because all of our ignorance and inexperience with it, because it was our first event like that, we didn't know what to expect. And a lot of people, uh, from what I remember, didn't. It was their first time, also. Yeah, we should have brought. I t- I should have had you guys bring the like yoga mat type things. So you could sleep on them. Like they're called the iso mats to isolate yeah. the heat, you know. But <laughs> it did not happen. I didn't bring you anything that I needed. Yeah, yeah, you really do. Because like the second night, it was just it wasn't as bad. But we were sleeping on the concrete that that second night. The only good thing about sleeping on the concrete was that we had some form of stability laying flat. It was kind of warm. It was it was partially warm just because we were all cuddling, basically. Yeah, I basically stole your sleeping bag at one point. I I remember that, um, like, um, whenever I got woke up to do my watch, uh. I, I was getting up and I just I stood up I just looked at everyone they were you y'all were all like chattering your teeth trying to go to sleep and I was like yep this is the life I grabbed my gun I didn't even yep. put my uh, yep. full body armor on I just I basically grabbed my gun grabbed my helmet and just started walking I didn't have any body armor I didn't wear my uh my vest my six shaw one one two I believe is what it's called and I just I just went waited the two hours. Went back to the the campsite. Woke up. I believe Angel for him to go do it. It was it was either Angel or Minnie. I can't remember which one it was, but it was one of those two. To, and I just laid back down. And I could not go to sleep. It was like that half a sleep where you are trying to sleep and you're having like conscious thoughts that seem like you're in a dream, but at any moment somebody could say your name and your eyes would be wide open. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. I just looked up a heated sleeping bag on Amazon. Seventy four bucks. Seventy four bucks. Honestly, kind of worth it. I, uh, yeah. For I, I two nights you. in the freezing. I yeah, I like, would say I don't think we uh I don't think we need a uh, heated sleeping bag for this next event because hopefully I'm I'm hoping and praying we will be sleeping somewhat indoors. And it's gonna be... even if we're indoors, I want to be warm in my little, <laughs> my little heated sleeping bag, dude. I, I don't care. Yeah, that that's where my second part was, is that it's going to be April, so springtime in Georgia. It, it's oh, it's gonna probably going to be wet, it, it might be a little, little mildly wet, but it, it's, it's probably going to be a little toasty, maybe. 
I don't know. It's been a couple years since I've been to Georgia in the summertime. So maybe I'm wrong, but from what I remember, it's that. Georgia. Sweet Georgia. And then we're going back there in December. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that'll be the two events I do for the year. I'm not trying to do the whole like six event things yeah definitely not as much as i love these events they are expensive at times especially with the travel well you got to think like they got to make their money back you know i I understand why and the the business model of it doesn't mean i have to like it yeah yeah like if there's ever any more midwest events like there's some in kansas some in oklahoma there's some in missouri i'm i'm there just because those are within like driving distance from me but this this Georgia event, that's it's gonna be a long journey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the road again. You know, better get a better get comfortable, I guess. Yeah. But I mean that that's part of the whole appeal with it is that you're going so far away to do something that you enjoy, so make the most of it. Your airsoft deployment start making little yeah. ribbons for every that'd be funny give it to will <laughs> every time that's, that's kind of what those it's kind of what those patches are that they gave us remember yeah yeah i know ne- i never got to keep mine but you know that's another story well you might get it back uh in april when we go down there yeah i just wonder if it's going to be like a i since i've only ever been to one i'm not able to tell if it's a different one every time if it's the same one which if it's a different one that's awesome if it's the same one that's okay i i mean i'm pretty sure it's a different one each time because it's like well how much my for like how much they're charging by the tickets and it's like tickets ticket rates are 170 yeah. like at the very they beginning are, they only go up every month yeah, Every I think the max they the max they get is like three hundred dollars though. I think so. I think that's how much they charge for uh, Guardian Center ones because Guardian Center is like their big Super Bowl of Milsim West. I wonder how many people are going to be at this one then. I don't know. I'm. I'm. It's their. From what I believe, it's their first time being at this location in April, and. It would honestly just be so cool if they incorporated vehicles into uh, the gameplay. Because, uh, like we mentioned earlier, Blast Camp, it was a lot of fun. And one of the aspects was because they had a vehicle there. A uh, quote-unquote tank, which was basically just a... um, uh, It was a technical, not a tank. They said it was was a tank. It was a a technical. They said technical. No, It was just an armored technical. But it was just—it was, was just fun, a, uh, it was just a pickup truck with, like, uh, no, it was a gator. It was a, it was a no, what? No. It was a gator. Yes, because I, I remember it was a gator, and it was a dude and his two kids, and it, like the kids are standing in the back, and there's two forties out of each side of the plexiglass in the back of the gator. It was a six by six, so he's driving the six by six covered in plexiglass, wrapped up so it looks like a BTR. He shoots his little cannon out of the front and was just pelting people. I don't know if he had tagging rounds or whatever, but that it was it was nuts. I'm a, I want to do something like that. 
they were blasting people with the 240s and the only way to kill that damn thing was you had to get two explosions on it you we could yeah. we, i think we set up a mine one time our my buddy our buddy juan craziest thing the dude runs out at the tank armed with nothing but two grenades he he, he left his rifle with me and threw two grenades and slid, slid to the base of the wall and threw the other one and took it out and came back for his rifle. Coolest that thing. Was, I wish I got it on that's video. That's awesome. I think, uh, I think that was when we all got separated because I remember <laughs> hearing that he... It was uh, me, Angel, and... Um, it was me, Angel, and uh, Juan. And it was just the three of us. It was it was crazy though because he was just going off and he was like, "I'm out of rounds." I'm like, "What do you mean you're out of rounds?" He's like, "I'm out of rounds." I'm like, "Bro, how?" <laughs> He's like, "Give me a mag." I was like, "Dude, I'm out of mags." He's like, "I've I've got this one left," and we're like, at the edge line of where we're where we're going, and it's just like, "What the heck is going on?" So he takes the grenades that we have and he just starts chucking him at this freaking technical and it, it keep in mind like all of our heads are down he's we're getting pelted and pelted it's just like like straight over our head i can hear the thing skimming over my helmet like shink, 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 like whizzing through the air and I, I like peek up and i just stream of bb's aimed straight for my face went straight back down and he, this this man just took the grenades started sprinting sliding around like like it looks it, 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 like he was playing call of duty it was nuts yeah. it was nuts and it, i loved it, it. And his, I, I wish it i could have recorded main character moment it was his main character moment oh most definitely most definitely and like i i also remember um whenever we went to uh the new field for g2 back uh last july um i remember like a cinematic moment whenever me you and uh two more of our buddies were like sitting in some uh a tree line and we were just they were shooting but it was going all past us but somehow not hitting any of us at all it was it was just one of the best things whenever we did that big charge to the dirt line and yeah too bad we didn't about, get to keep the footage from that yeah i, I wish we had because that, that would have been amazing footage and one of the, the funniest moment of that is I remember I got hit. I had to go respawn. I come back and I see um, our buddies just posted up on the dirt uh, pile, uh, the dirt line pile, whatever you want to call it, with uh, the um, LMG that we had, uh, the PKM or PKP. I can't remember which one it is. And, uh, it was um, a PKM, I'm pretty sure, because Logan had it. I think it, I think it was. But... Um, you were at a building and they were trying to get your attention you just couldn't hear them so then i i was just like i know how to do it and i just yelled gladney get your ass over here and then you immediately <laughs> started sprinting towards us because i couldn't hear anything else but it's weird that i could just hear my name <laughs> i i knew the last name thing is what would get you immediately to get over there so that that's why i went with it yeah, because there's a sense of urgency. It's like, okay, well, what, where am I? Because I was, I was at the front line with this dude who had tagging rounds. I was the one who, that whole front section in Jed's video where they got cleared from that right side, that was us. Yeah. I, dude, I was sweeping that room. When, when we came up, the, so a quick little tidbit, that whole room, like that, that whole building that NATO was holding, you know, I, I was in and out of it. Like, I, I'd get dropped 
before we made entry, I, I came in, I I bled out and I had to walk all the way back and then died by some BS and then came back, finally got in the room, throwing grenades. I start clearing. It's like me, Harrison, and like two randos. The two randos behind us are freaking out. They're like, what do we do? What do we do? NATO's here. NATO guy comes around the corner and Harrison just turns and drops him. Yeah, like, a ain't no reason why he needs to be in there. I knew immediately, like, that's a bad guy. Let me get him. Because yeah, if was he like, was there any longer, he would have turned, saw all of us, and we were just done. That, that was yeah, I was, I was so confused. I was like, why is he just walking around? And Harrison just was man of action, just dropped him. He's like, I got this. And I, he looked at me. I had a grenade in my hand. He's like, he looked at me. I looked at him. We both were like, all right, start chucking grenades up the stairs. Boom, that, boom, um, boom, boom. The, the shoot house was just, it was grenade spam. Because that entire oh, yeah, event, we couldn't, throw our, we couldn't throw our grenades. Because yeah. uh, they told us that there was no uh, a no burn uh, policy in the the county because of a drought, so everyone just kept their grenades till shoot house, and that was just that was it. You can um you can actually go look at our uh, platoon sergeant's uh, video. His name is Blue Gene Operator on YouTube. His video from Counterattack Sauce is on there, and you see a lot of footage from the uh, last day in the shoot house, and you can just see basically grenades go off every, like, two to three seconds. Yeah, we had a lot of uh, uh, EG-67s. Yeah, I don't think we had any taggins. I don't think we did. I, th I think it was all EG-67s uh, or whatever you but said. But every, every, like, 30 seconds, I'm like in the room i'm clearing floor to floor with harrison it was me and harrison back to back we had like guys on us they would get dropped back to back harrison and me i had to change mags at one point it was plate to plate i remember this because it was right before i got shot in the face it was plate yeah. to plate i drank the water because i got shot coming up the stairs after dropping those two dudes i was reloading finished the water i all i hear is doo -doo. I was like, what was that? I was like, he's dead. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I turn the corner, clear. I throw like three grenades in this room where like all these like YouTube guys were laying down. They, they had like their camera set up and it was like bodies. It was like 10 guys. So I was throwing yeah. grenades in there. Those were all my kills. The next thing I know, I peeked the room. I dropped two of the dudes. The center guy laying on top of his dead friends shoots me in the face. I don't know. I Bad. think Harrison, you came in after and shot him, but like, I was mad. I, I think I did because I think what I saw was I saw him put his gun up. Like, I saw his gun up and you getting shot in the face and you going, hit? And I was like, oh, he's right there. So then I just, I started spraying, uh, not full auto because I, I, it was, I didn't use full auto. Um, spraying him, the guy underneath him, the guy next to him, just anybody that looked like they were still alive in some regard at all. I was making sure they weren't getting up. They were they were mad at me because I was just I did not care. I was throwing the grenades in that one room because he kept yeah. trying to peek out and shoot. I was like, dude, just stay dead. Yeah. He had a GoPro like laying on the floor, so I just threw. I kept throwing it at him. I was like, no. Yeah, and like you couldn't take any chances because, like you said, he was laying on top of his dead uh, buddies. So he, anybody could have been acting like they were hit or just sitting down trying to act like you know they're down or anything and then the second you turn around they pop you in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. So it was like hey, you know, get a bunch of kills or get shot in the face. It's like alright here we go. You, you did both that day. You got a bunch of kills and got shot in the face. It was a two yeah, for I'm, one. I'm mad I didn't have my GoPro because that would have been, been amazing. Yeah, that would have been great footage. That whole event would have been great footage. Like uh, the uh, 
whenever we uh, salted the crossroads, whenever we took the first uh, Connex box where we ended up rucking for the night, uh, the first initial push at night, uh, when we pushed up that hill, whenever one platoon took out three NATO platoons, that, that was yeah. just, it was beautiful. It was just the sad part is, like, you lose a lot of Milsim West stuff. Like, yeah, it's two days, but you can make it stretch a little bit longer. You know, you could be the platoon sleeping at home, covering home base because you don't have any optics. But if you do get optics, you know, and you're, you're the platoon that has the optics, well, then, you know, go off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and it's I always better to be people... that guy than not be that guy. Yeah, and I think a lot more people are investing in, like, night vision stuff because I know for at least this event, I've seen uh, in the Milsim West Discord server that a lot more people are talking about at least renting night vision. I mean, me personally, I'm not going to, so if I get shot in the middle of the night, I get shot in the middle of the night. Yeah, I'm not trying to pay $300. I would buy 3000 like, nods for $3,000, but that's just me. Like, at yeah. that point, it's just like, ah. Eh. You know, you get to you get to keep them, even if you don't do airsoft with them. If you're just trying to take a night stroll and look a little weird, you can wear your night vision. <laughs> yeah, everybody looking at me. They're like, "There's this weird dude walking down the street with some night vision on." <laughs> well, that's all we got time for today. Uh, I have been D. I have been Harry. And this is the Harry D podcast. See you next time. Have a good, have a good one. Ninety three.